Blog Talk Radio. This is the Change Book Radio Show, global insight and inspiration for life and business. We're brought to you by the fastest growing personal development book series in the world titled The Change. And I'm your host and voice, Stacey Carnaluti, transformational leader and coach, international best-selling author, and founder of High Powered Success Academy and StaceyC.com, The Power to Be. Welcome to The Change. Hey friends, it's Stacey C here and I am so excited to bring you Chris and Tara Borghese. They are starting a marriage revolution and it just fires me up because this topic or this subject or whatever you want to call it is so near and dear to my heart. I, like them, am not satisfied with a good marriage and these two are the same way. We want a great marriage. We want fiery romance. We want a marriage that's really going to impact the world and, and give us that like joy that we got into it for right we have so much love to give one another and somehow the wires get crossed and we forget how to do this thing so these two are doing it in a big big way so welcome to the show chris and tara all right thank you for having us stacy we are so excited that you would you would have us and uh well we're <laughs> really excited to, to share our message yeah awesome Awesome. You guys are so awesome. So you've been together for 26 years. Is that right? Yes, almost That's 27 it. here uh, in, uh, actually, I think next week. Yeah, next week. Okay, this is so cool. So next week is the launch of the Marriage Revolution, and it's going to be year 27 for you guys. They have been in be- business together for a while, but they just moved into this marriage thing uh, recently, and now they're taking it around the world. Their journey has given them insight and practical strategies to help couples achieve understanding, connection, and intimacy. So the com is going to be relaunching this next week as the Marriage Revolution, and they're inviting all of us to be a part of this beautiful work in the world and enjoy the bliss of relational harmony. So we are so excited about what you guys are doing. So thanks for being with us today. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into this work. You were already doing marketing and all kinds of other stuff. So what happened? What, what kind of shifted you guys into this uh, whole marriage thing? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we <laughs> get that a lot. Um, you know, we decided that when we, when my husband came home from the corporate world and into my world, I had been a stay-at-home mom uh, raising three children, homeschooled all of them, and I had kind of gotten phased out of my full-time job, and mm-hmm. it kind of happens when your children grow up and, and move out. Uh, and Chris had kind of had the same thing with his corporate job that we now decided we knew we always wanted to do something together, but it took us a while to kind of figure that out. We jumped into digital marketing space at first and um, kind of try to navigate how do you work together and still want to go to bed together at night. And I'll tell you that the very first year was very difficult because I was used to doing my thing my way and he was used to doing his thing his way. And I often tell people that, you know, he tried to come home and he tried to manage me because he used to manage employees. <laughs> and that yeah. did not go over well uh, with me. <laughs> I was pretty strong personality, used to managing a whole household with three children and all their schedules. And uh, so we kind of said, you know what, this actually could break people. We, we, we kind of saw it from a whole new level and, and try to figure out, you know, how is this going to work? Because we are committed to our marriage and making this work and, and towards growth. 
So Chris went into learning how to um, figure out the DISC program. And what the DISC is, is it's a personality assessment that shows you what your personality, the different four per, different um, personality types, and there's four of them. So he was going to take that back into corporate America to help businesses become more productive, get more of their teams together in unison. But then we decided, you know what, why is nobody bringing this into the marriage into the marriage because this is the greatest team that we have on this planet is the husband and wife team. Yeah. It's so powerful. There is no more powerful force on planet earth than a husband and wife, than a marriage that's truly rooted and grounded in unfailing love and, and, you know, harmonious communication. It's just so, so powerful. So uh, it's just awesome. Isn't that funny? Like we have all these tools in corporate America. We forget, like, how about we bring them into the, into the um, home? You know, it can help us with our kids and our, our marriages and, and everything. So that's cool. Women are truly CEOs. Like these stay at home moms are radical, um, just ladies with very strong personalities. And we need to see ourselves as that, you know, we are working as you know, the chief, chief executive officer of our homes and to, to all of a sudden try to work with one another can be a real challenge. So that's an amazing little niche that you guys have tapped into. Um, talk to mm-hmm. us a little bit about, you know, what, at what point did you decide, Chris, to come home um, to leave corporate and, and you know, partner up with, with your wife? And yeah. <laughs> How well, did you I'm- make that decision? It's not easy. Yeah, I knew there were uh, things where I just needed to reinvent myself, and so mm. that's basically what I wanted to do. Uh, I rose up my rank, rose up the ranks in corporate America, and I used DISC. It was always weird to me that you know how one manager like myself could use DISC and and see great success, but yet another manager not apply it, not actually do it. But we went through the same training, we went through the same information, and one applied it and one didn't. And that's why I raised up the, to the ranks. And so I just, uh, at the end of it, I decided, well, you know, I just want to do something different. I've been there for 25 years. And so I wanted to take some of my skills and do something on my own to, um, to basically help society. I wanted to um, have a, a, a bigger purpose. I, I was there at Corporate America, and we were uh, allowing Guitar and I were on the same mission. And that's one of the things about being able to uh, go to work together and go to bed together at night uh, when you're working together is the ability to have the same mission. So we've always had uh, the same or the same vision. And initially my vision was to be able to go to corporate America and she was to stay home and raise the kids. So that was our vision. Our mission to accomplish that was for me to go and to stay in corporate America, work my way up the corporate ladder, allow us the opportunity to be able to, um, uh, provide for each of us and provide her goals and my goals. So that was originally what we had planned. And then in 2015, I decided, okay, let's get a different vision. And so that's uh, why we left because we wanted to reinvent ourselves and, and uh, move to something different. Yeah. And we also wanted to work together. And we knew that the first part of our marriage, you know, we were separate. Chris traveled a lot. He was um, traveling all over the country, setting up uh, call centers for the company he worked for. And I was in the trenches raising our children. But we kind of knew that the second part of our marriage, we wanted to do something together and more uh, purposeful is what I would say. And 
we kind of figured out over this past three or three or four years of him being home that uh, although digital marketing is very needed and it's an amazing field and we learned a lot, it really set us up to do what we're doing now because uh, there is no, you know, we, we've gone through and we've seen how even when Chris was managing in the workforce and even though he knew how to manage these people, if they were having trouble at home and their marriages were not good. And, and, and if, over the years, he, he saw a lot of his employees go through divorces and, and separations and, and marriage crises that, that none of nothing could happen. They were useless as employees. It's less like they couldn't focus on their job. They, their whole life was falling apart when their marriage was falling apart so we just kind of picked up the clues, you know, life leaves us with breadcrumbs sometimes. And yeah. so it's kind of like, huh, a lot of people were asking us, how do you guys do this? How do you guys navigate this? Because this would tear our marriage up. We were hearing yeah. things like this and, and she was sharing with us and we thought, you know what, maybe we could make our passion into uh, being able to help others and, and be more about the mission. Yeah, that's awesome. It really is the foundation of everything. I think about like we're only as strong as our weakest link on a team. <laughs> we always say that, mm -hmm. you know, like we're only as strong as our weakest link. And if you look at that as in your own personal life, like where's my weakest link in my personal life? And a lot of times it is the marriage. It's that primary relationship. And when that is on shaky ground, every other part of our life, you know, um, it's just not stable. It's just we cannot produce, we can't perform at the level that is possible when this primary relationship is right. So let's talk a little bit about the storms that you guys, um, you know, endured over 26, almost 27 years. You talk about, you know, the anger and the blaming and the emotional unavailability and holding a grudge and all of that. So how, what, can you kind of maybe share your lowest point? <laughs> What is it that we, we love to hear the, the horrible, you know, like those horrible times. It really, those are the turning points that really help us to wake up a little bit, but go ahead and share um, from your, your own trauma. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks, trauma. For, thanks for bringing it all up. That's awesome. You know, um, you know, the thing is we, we all have patterns of how we respond and our communication level um, with our spouse. And, you know, we just, have been not had good role models. We have these mm -hmm. patterns like maybe uh, we argue over stupid things. We withdraw. We have anger. Uh, we sleep on the side of the bed. Um, we produce the silent treatment. So all of those things that we have actually, uh, Tara and I have actually overcome and have actually experienced in our marriage. And so some of the trauma is, you know, just being able to have a simple conversation without being, you know, all, um, all offended. And yeah. that is a big, big piece to most relationships is just being able to have a simple conversation. You know, they say that 98% of most communication within a marriage is about kids, um, career, uh, food, things like that, and only two about what's going on inside. Now, many, many men think that, well, I have to be less masculine if I'm going to be able to relate to my wife. And I'm here to tell you that is not the case. You just have to be human. You have to be able to say, hey, why do I do what I do? And so a lot of those traumas are uh, things we've overcome, you know, um, and that's really 
you know, why we do what we do. Yeah, well, Stacey, I would say if you really want the real raw where we this actually began, now even though we are launching this right now, we've been in the marriage phase for over 17 years within mm-hmm. leadership. We've always been in leadership in every church we've been a part of, and we've taught a lot of different marriage courses and gone to a lot of marriage seminars, probably similar to ones maybe you have and a lot mm-hmm. of your listeners have. But what we always would hear is, they would tell us, you know, you need to love your, your spouse and honor them, respect them, treat them uh, the way you would treat yourself. The problem that we saw, the missing link there, was that, well, how does that look like? What does that feel like? How do we do that? And we never knew the how. We knew why we should do it. It was a great idea. The, the concept's very biblical. It's, it's amazing. But we didn't know how. So we kind of we got caught, and I think a lot of couples – um, maybe could identify with this, is when you're, when you're in the thick of things, and, and here's some statistics, is marriages have three major danger zones within this marriage cycle. The first one is the very first year that you're married, and that's because a lot of couples we put on when we're dating, we put on uh, our very best. You know, I guess you could say you put on your Sunday suit, and mm-hmm. And you don't really want to, you kind of want to hide maybe your weaknesses and your flaws from that person. So if you're not real and you're not comfortable really with who you are, you get married and all of that will come out when you're living together on a daily basis. So the very first danger zone is the first year of marriage. A lot of marriages end in divorce. The next danger zone is between years eight and 10. And that right there, we know we can attest was a danger zone for us. That was a pivotal point like you're talking about when it was our very lowest point of our marriage. I was so busy raising the children. Chris was so busy uh, building his career at Corporate America that when we were together, we talked about the kids and the kids only. And uh, my needs were not being met of being heard, being understood. and, And I would say his weren't either. And this opened up an avenue, and I I had an emotional affair with another man. It never went physical, but it was emotional. He came in, and he was telling me. He would sit and listen to me and and really try to understand me. And at that time, Chris was not there, and he admits it. And what would you say you call that? What do you call that? I call that being asleep at the wheel of marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we had a real hard discussion at that point in our marriage and it was a pivotal point like are we going to continue are we going to move forward here or are we going to allow this to break us up and we realized we did not have the tools in to be able to move forward so we actively started searching out um, how do we do this and how can we help other couples to not fall into this pit so um, that was really the beginning journey of of us digging in finding mentors uh, taking classes, teaching courses. And then the, the third danger zone for couples is the empty nesters. And this mm-hmm. is when couples wake up one day and realize that, wait, the kids are gone. They're off living their life. Um, maybe the mom, if she if she had been a stay-at-home mom, or maybe maybe career is slowed down, and maybe they're retired. Now they're sitting there, and they wake up one day and look over at the person in bed next to them and say, you know what? I don't even know you anymore, and I'm not even sure if I even like you. Mm-hmm. And so this is the third danger zone that marriages go through. And this, we're, we're actually 
not empty nesters yet, but we're, we're, we're heading there. And we believe that this can be the very best time of your marriage. And our best days of our marriage are ahead of us, not behind us. And we want to just get that message out to more people that if you take the time now to understand each other, get to know each other on a, on a whole new level of, of really understanding your personality, that, mm-hmm. that this can be so exciting. And you actually can have your happily ever after. Totally. So good. So good. I think about affection um, is, is really the fruit of attention. You know, when we start to give attention to something, the, our affections toward that something begins to grow. Even if you're talking about your car, like if you hate your car and you begin to wash it and take care of it, all of a sudden you like your car a little bit more. But I think about that with marriage too. Like sometimes we just need to, to pay attention, to spend a little bit of attention, you know, look at what's, what's going on and what's going on inside of my own heart when I begin to own um, you know, my own like emotional health and, and take responsibility for, for the, I, I even call them requirements and desires, you know, rather than needs and wants, really beginning to understand that I require certain things in order to live according to my standard and have integrity in my life. And there are some deep desires that I have in my heart that God wants to get, you know, he put those there and, and he wants all of us to be able to live those out. And so really taking responsibility for those things is um, the beginning of it, you know, taking a look at ourselves and then at one another and understanding that we want, we want an intimate, fiery um, romance, even at whatever age, you know, I love this time. We're kind of getting close. We have a high school senior and two college seniors right now. Um, So not everybody is under the same roof at the same time anymore, but um, it's just nice to be able to have a commitment from one another that we want something beautiful at this season of our life. It can be awesome. Like you said, so good. You know, Stacey, you're, you're so right in the sense that so many couples, um, and probably us as well at the very beginning, you know, that we have, like you said, we all have needs and we all have wants and desires. And what happens to a lot of couples is that they, if they're not getting fulfilled by that other person, it's like, well, I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm just going to do, I'm going to change you out. Right. And, and what happens, that's why the, that's why the um, percentage of divorces, uh, 50% of the first marriage is 60% of the second, 75% of the third and in separation or divorce. And so so what we what we teach people or folks and ourselves is the fact that when we give when we give a hundred percent of the relationship to helping to understand the other person, how they're wired, and the other person does that to us, well then our needs will get met. I know yeah. it sounds weird, but when we don't focus on getting our needs and we focus on giving what the other person needs and both couple and both persons are, are doing that, wow, it makes, a, it makes a magical relationship. Yeah, so beautiful, so cool. I, I look at the aspect of the ownership as well. Like I, I ask myself often, you know, am I expecting somebody else to give me something that I'm unwilling to give myself? And that's a really beautiful question to live in in marriage, because like you said, we can get into that place of, of taking, you know, and there's no place for that in a marriage. We can't be in that place of, of just taking and taking and not um, being willing to give. Like, that's what love is. Love gives. That's what it does. So it's um, really cool to be able to study this stuff out, you know, and to be able to learn and grow and understanding one another 
as well as ourself. That's what happens when you're doing this work is you begin to see who you are as well. And it's just beautiful. Scrambling for solutions. Is that what you see out there? <laughs> People are like, what do I do with this frustration, you know, in my marriage or this emptiness in my life or whatever? And you you guys are giving them really like solid. Let's talk a little bit about about the DISC training. You know, it's just very like systematic kind of strategic. It's not psycho um, babble or really woo-woo spiritual stuff. This is like grounded grounded strategies. So talk a little bit about your process. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a couple of things I want to, you know, when you were talking about um, you want to focus on the other people's needs, and, and we've all heard the, the saying that what we focus on grows. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we lead our couples through is to write down the very first exercise they go through is to write down 10 things you love about your mate. Mm-hmm. And that gets their focus on because oftentimes we, we, we tend to focus so much on what they're, they're not doing. Mm-hmm. And so much of the negative things that we feel they should be doing or should be saying. And um, so, so that's thing one. It is true. It's what we focus on grows. So if we focus on the positive, we're going to get more of the positive. And with the DISC and why we've chosen to partner with DISC is that, one, it's simple. You know, there's a lot of personality tests out there like Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, the Enneagram. I think that's how you pronounce that one. Um, disc. And there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of those out there. The problem is, is that with some of them, and they're all great, but they tend to focus more on just you learning about yourself. And although that is important because you can't give away what you don't have, and, and um, if you, any of your listeners have read the Bible, there's a verse in there that says, you know, love your neighbors as yourself. Well, if we're not loving our neighbors, what is that saying? Are we loving ourselves? Mm-hmm. So although we, we know that's very important, that's a starting point, but it's how do I understand Chris better? And because he had been in corporate America, uh, he had gone through the DISC training, and a lot of companies put employees through it because they see the value and the importance of that. I had never gone through it. And so – DISC is super simple. It's only four personality types, and we're a blend of all four. And so it's finding your unique blend, which is as unique as your thumbprint. Mm-hmm. And once you know that, all of the little things that we, we used to fight over, you know, that seemed monumental, now we're like, oh, now, now I understand why you did that. I yeah. understand why you responded that way. I understand this now. And uh, just to back up a little bit, uh, there's a if any of you if any of you guys have heard you know obviously this is a very important movie very bi- very big movie iconic is Rocky and mm-hmm. there's a movie scene in that movie that where Rocky he's dating his best friend's sister Adrian and she's this really meek shy little girl who who works in a pet store and is not really about people. And so her brother's like, Rocky, I don't understand. Like, what do you see in her? And Rocky says, you know, she's got gaps. And he's like, what? What do you mean gaps? <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, she's got gaps and I got gaps. And so together we complete each other. Hmm. And, you know, that's really what marriage is all about because we, we I think it's like 90% of couples are attracted to the opposite personality type 
of themselves. And so what happens is, is that's really super exciting until it isn't. Mm-hmm. Until, those, until those differences start to become irritants in the marriage if you're not aware of them. So yeah. we believe that we're created in God's image. But what happens in marriages is that you, start, you want to change your mate into your image. <laughs> and that doesn't work because if both of you were exactly the same, you had the same, va- the same, same personality traits, the same strengths, the same blind spots, then one of you is unnecessary. You're not mm-hmm. going to be growing. You're not going to be challenging each other. Yeah, and the reason why we do that, a lot of times we feel like this is how we're going to be able to get along. It's like what Tara mentioned, the second period of the, uh, the cycle of, of couples that run into problems uh, years eight to ten, is that, well, if we can get that person to be like us, hey, well, then maybe we'll be able to get along. We'll be able yeah. to work together. And that is so totally opposite. And that's yeah. why the divorce rate is so high on second and third, is that we've never really understood how to communicate with the, when, when we deal with our differences. The similarities like hiking and, and movies, those are cool. Those are things that are why we like the other person. And then we, like Tara said, we are attracted to the person because they have something. They fill in the gaps. Like, for example, I love Tara because she's so nurturing. She's so uh, caring. And uh, she's so methodical, step by step. Where I'm more fast, happy go, pass, uh, you, know, you know, every thought is all over the place. Well, she completes me, just like the movie uh, Jerry Maguire. And so that's why we're attracted. But after a while... We feel like, well, if we can just get them to be like us, then we'll be able to get along. And that's so totally opposite. And so being able to understand our differences will allow us to respect our differences and then be able to talk to them in a frequency of communication so that you actually now can complete each other and have a successful marriage. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I like that you said frequency of communication. Because so often we're talking, but there is no communication happening whatsoever when we're in a place of of protection, you know, self-preservation, which is what ends up happening. We feel like we need to protect ourselves and there's no communication happening at all. So that's what you guys are teaching people is to how to get into that frequency of communication. So actual communication is happening. (laughs) That's so good. What were you going to say, Tara? Well, one of the, the things I was going to share with your audience is there was a, um, a group of about 2,000 couples all together, and when they were asked to raise their hands, if they believed that they had married someone that was totally different from themselves, and to their surprise, just about every single hand went up. So this proves the point that opposites attract. Yeah. And so... You know, I think I think some people, they, they start to get hopeless and think, oh, my husband and I, we just don't get along, so we're just going to get a divorce. Well, I think the reassurance to any couple who might be listening right now who, who thinks that, you know, we just don't even get along. I don't even like them anymore. To know that there's hope, that yeah. almost every single couple is in that, had been in that same situation or has said that to themselves at some point, and there is, there's always, always hope that once you start to understand each other better, then you actually can like each other and get mm-hmm. along. And now I can respect our differences instead of resent our differences. Cause 
I'll be honest, the first year that Chris came home and was home, I kind of resented a little bit of him being in my space and, and trying to, because he's got a very dominant personality and so do I. And, and one of the things that um, we had a great honor and privilege to go be in the same room and, and be a part of an interview with Grant Cardone a few weeks back. And we asked him like, you know, how do you do that? Because him and his wife, they're, they're obviously super dominant personalities. And he said, you know, the only thing worse than having a bad general is having two good generals. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, because you're never going to get anything done. You're going to step over each other's feet. You're all going to have your own mission, your own, your own drive. And that's what happens when two dominant personalities come together. It's like, who's going to lead this thing? Right, and, um right. So this is where, you know, we teach a lot of t- tips and tools and strategies on how to navigate, navigate that and find what your find your blind spots and then give each other permission to speak into each other's lives because we should be our, we should, I should be his number one cheerleader and he should be my yeah. number one cheerleader and mm-hmm. want us to show up and be the very best version of each other. And there's nobody closer to him than me and nobody closer to me than him. So I want his, him to be able to call me out if I'm, because I have a problem with, um, I don't like conflicts and that's, that's, yeah. a, that's actually a personality thing for me. So he's, you know, he's helped me get through that, being able to, to stand up and say, be able to say no and be, and be okay with that. Yeah. So good. So good. I think about the emotional triggers that happen, you know, in these close relationships that, you know, send you off like you flip your lid, you know, and sometimes if we were to see a video of what goes on in a marriage, you know, as if we were like separating ourselves from it and watching it on a big screen, it would kind of blow blow our mind, you know, to see what really happens or break our heart. But really, I feel like those are just opportunities to grow. I feel like that's what marriage gives us is just a container that should be a safe container to be able to grow and to learn, you know, how to really um, be in, in a relationship of a joyful, wonderful, blissful relationship um, with other people. It's not easy. It's the greatest challenge I think on earth. So um, I love that you guys are giving people very real tools and strategies. It's so good. I love the thing about, you know, we attract and then we attack. Is what ends up happening, you know, you respect and then you resent and it's like all of a sudden, you know, things just turn. And I think that the bottom line of that is a powerlessness. Like, you know, there's a hopelessness, there's a powerlessness that we hate. We can't stand to feel powerless because we're not wired for that. So you're giving people these, um, you know, tools and strategies to be able to get back into a place of power where they're making choices to to love and so tell us about DISC like D-I-S-C the, each one of them stands for something so go ahead and take us yeah. through that yeah so the D is for those people who are dominant and those uh, folks are characterized by being direct decisive okay. they're doers okay. they um, you know we've all had bosses or we may have our mates who are just like just get to the point they just want results and that is the, the key about a D, a person who's dominant, is their secret fuel is that they want results. Mm. You know, we have an example. I'm a, I'm a high I, high D. And a lot of times, Tara and I have talked about things 
Like, just get me the end result. Like, tell me what the end of the story is and then <laughs> fill in a gap. And when she does that, that's how she's able to talk to me and I can stay engaged and, and um, reflective of what's going on because now I know the end of the story. I just want the result. And as long as I know the happy ending, <laughs> it's a good thing. So then the I, or for those folks, I'm also that. I uh, is characterized by inspiring, influencing, uh, inducing, interactive. You know, so our secret fuel is the fact that we like to have fun. We're motivated by fun. And so these folks are characterized, who are I, is that they're outgoing and people-oriented. And so they really lead by a lot of things through their feelings, and and, uh, they make decisions based on the fact, how is it going to make other people feel? Are they going to be included? Are they going to be wanted? So the, the characteristic of the I are those folks who really care about other people and what, what's going to happen to their world and the other, other person's world. So then you have the S. Those folks are really supportive in nature. Uh, they're steady and stable and secure. They're sensitive. Um, they're interested in being able to have their secret fuel is peace and mm-hmm. harmony. And so that's uh, another illustration for you, for everyone who's listening today is that Tara is very supportive. She's a very high S where I'm a high I, high D. And so in the mornings I've been up, I've, I've, I have a lot of energy and I talk really fast. I want, I'm really task oriented in the morning. Well, because she's an S, I adjust my communication to be able to speak at her frequency so that, because she just wants a cup of coffee, right? <laughs> she wants to eat her breakfast, talk about things like how did she sleep? So when I adjust my communication, now realize I am not, I'm not changing who I am. Right. I'm adjusting how I communicate to my lovely bride, right? So that is a key thing that you have to do within the disc profile if you really want to learn how to communicate and be on the same frequency is learn about your mate. And so that's what we're doing here. So then finally, you have the C's. C is characterized by those who are cautious, calculating. They're analytical. And so Tara is also a lot like that, and that's what attracted to me, attracted me to her, is that those folks, their secret fuel is being right, quality answers. Mm-hmm. So I have to adjust my communication to be able to um, talk about those things. Like, for example, when we are in business together, she wants to know the plan. How is the plan going to work? Step one, step two, step three. Is it logical? Is it right? And if I don't have that, let's not talk about it. Mm-hmm. I've got to do some research. I have to make sure I'm right. And to the best of my ability, obviously, because sometimes you got to test things. So that's really the DISC profile, the D-I-S-C. And um, the really cool characteristic about this is that a lot of people, um, they have a predominant one like I'm a high I, but then my D and my S are also very high, but they're supportive. They help me accomplish my I. Now, all, I have all four. So when I'm doing uh, finances, when I'm doing the, the books for taxes, or if I'm doing our, our checkbook, I need to put on my C cap because I know that I need to be right. I know that I need to be uh, slow and analytical. And so it doesn't ever give me, because I may not be a C, it doesn't give me a way out or an excuse 
of I'm not able to do that. It's just I need to not operate in that world all the time in my C. I can need to operate in my I. So, so the DISC is really a powerful tool to help you understand as you understand the, the task ahead of you, which personality style will best complete that task efficiently. Yeah, so good. Yeah, none of this is an excuse. We yeah. never have a way out, you know. It's so funny, no matter what kind of personality test you're doing or what kind of archetype. I'm really into archetypes of consciousness. And, and you know, we have the power to be who we need to be to get the job done. Like, what, you know, what needs to be accomplished here? And who do I need to be in order to get, get to the finish line? So it's fun. It's just so fun to be able to understand all of this. I crack up. And I think most marriages, would you agree that, you know, you'll have – I was, I was canceling a couple just last night and um, she kind of processes everything um, by telling the story. <laughs> She's an external processor and talks and talks and talks and talks. And he's like, get to the point, get to the point, you know, and I could tell it was like, he was ready to explode. And so I had to stop them and go, okay, this is what we know about her personality and her way. You know, she can't get to the bottom line until she goes through this external kind of storytelling to be able to figure it out. And he and myself as well are, you know, more like internal processors. Like we're going to go figure it out and then we're going to bring the bottom line to our partner or whatever. And it's just, uh, it's fun. You know, it's so fun to, to really be able to step out of our comfort zone and, and be there, hold that space for one another to be able to be who they are and challenge ourselves to be a little more loving. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> We That's are going to love each other. <laughs> what does love look like? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> For sure. So but cute. I feel like when we don't have those tools, I think inherently we want to do it. We want to do it right. And we want our mate to feel loved. But yet, you know, we don't, we haven't been given the right tools to be able to do that. Um, yeah. When you were saying that about storytelling, I think everybody, a lot of people learn by stories, and it reminded me of a couple that we're friends with. They've been married over 15 years, and they started doing a lot of hiking and backpacking and things like that. Then at about year 15, so they kind of started that in the beginning of their marriage. About year 15, they realized um, that things, they were at a, a critical point in their marriage, and kind of, and then they started having some real talks. Before that, they didn't really have any real talks. And so they realized that um, the one the the husband said, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't know why you always have to go pack, backpacking and hiking." And she said, "What are you talking about? I thought that's what you wanted to do." Mm-hmm. And you know that both of them only did that because they thought the other person wanted right. to do that. And so for 15 years, they both did something that they really weren't even <laughs> passionate about or really liked because they never communicated. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. I know, that's and that's what's the power of learning how to communicate because when you can yeah. communicate properly, you can bring understanding. And when you have understanding, you can then have a greater intimacy. Yeah. And so we do talk about that because intimacy is feeling connected. And 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 that's a whole nother topic about going into, you know, your sex life and, and how mm-hmm. if you're not having that level of intimacy, that's going to get that your sex life is going to be in danger and can affect your marriage as well. Totally, totally. 
that's one of my questions for my coaching program is how sexy do you feel? Because um, there are couples out there that have not experienced that in their marriages for um, sometimes years. And that's a huge red flag. That's just never, ever okay. So if that's you and you're listening, um, you know, pay attention to that. It's a big deal. You should be enjoying much more than that in your marriage. I think about the, um, the love language tacos, <laughs> like the, you know, this was another one that, that was big, you know, years ago, words of affirmation and acts of service. And, you know, how, how do you speak love and how do you receive love? And, and do you say, I made you tacos or here's a taco for a gift, or let's go out for tacos together, or let me hold you like a taco or your tacos are really delicious. <laughs> you know, we, we love <laughs> each other. It's just like so hilarious. It's, it's really funny, but just paying attention to the different ways that we give and receive love is, um, it's just huge, but this disc training is so good, you guys. It's so simple. I love that it's only four. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, it's really clear and simple. And yes, we all cross over into all of them, but being able to know where we need to be a little more intentional um, about this stuff is, is just so, so very powerful. So what can our listeners do to kind of hook up with your work and um, get involved in this. It's like a, a very vital movement that needs to be happening in the earth right now. So tell us how to connect <laughs> with you guys. Absolutely. Well, this is where we are so excited. We, we decided to call this the marriage revolution for a reason. We want to take this to everybody. We want to take it to all the continents because marriage is global. It's yeah. universal. And, and every Every culture has their own problems. However, they're all can be solved, just about 98% of them, through personality study. So mm -hmm. with that being said, we are launching, we just got done with our beta course. We led 10 couples through it because we wanted to perfect it. The, the course that we have has been tried and true over the past couple decades. The, the difference is, is that we wanted to be able to see, could this information be delivered on an online platform because we know that we can't reach we can't reach everybody in person so we wanted to be able to make it available to anybody anywhere to log on and access it so what we are going to be doing is pre-selling next Tuesday the actual launch of the course when our website goes live at themarriagerevolution.com right now people can connect with us on uh, www thechrisantara.com, and that'll give you uh, a little bit more information on what we do and who we are. Well, what we want to offer is, is, you know, we're just so passionate about this, and we want to give and we want to help. So what we're doing is there's a, there's a link, there's a calendar link on that page at, at thechrisantara.com where you can click on, and we will give you a free 30-minute consultation oh, to be wow. able to kind of go through where you're at, uh, let us know, you know, because let's face it, some people, it may not be right for every single person, but you want to know that before you jump in. So mm -hmm. we want to be able to go through that in person with you on a live phone call and just kind of dissect where you're at and what your needs are so we can best meet those. So good. So good. Awesome. Well, that's simple enough. Just head on over to thechrisandtara.com this week, and then next week it will be the Marriage Revolution. 
www.thelifeguidebook.com and you guys are going to have a course and you'll be offering workshops and retreats and what else is what does the future hold for the revolution yeah that's a, that's a great question um we are just so excited there are so many uh exciting programs that we're creating. Um, one of the things is we're, we're going to implement is an affiliate program. And what that is, is we have, we have couples that have <clears throat> gone through the program and they're saying, Hey, my sister wants to go through the program. Hey, my, my aunt needs to go through it. Or we've got this young couple that want to go through it. So that's the point of the affiliate program. So now you can get rewarded for, mm. for, for telling, talking about it and referring so that's one exciting program that we're launching. The um, Oh, go ahead. Well, the beauty of that is that you really don't have to – you just have to have the person involved where if you get them on a phone call with us, then you'll get credit for it. So it's awesome. it's really just a simple thing. You're just getting in your network and identifying, you know, who would, who would be a good candidate for this? Or, man, you're listening to other people and, like, they're, you're hearing their marriage is not on the rocks. Well, send them to thechristantara.com and – We'll be able to help them. Absolutely. Um, so then the other thing that we're creating is marriage retreats. And this one mm-hmm. is so exciting because we believe that people learn by experiencing. And, and getting the information, learning about your personality through our, our course is foundational. But then let's go to the next level and come to one of our marriage retreats where you actually can experience, get away for three days with your mate and create that focus like we talked about earlier you know, step away from raising the children, daily life, careers, and really be deliberate in focusing on your marriage and creating those experiences that will last a lifetime. You'll never, you never forget the experiences. If you ever went to summer camp as a kid, you can, you can still remember how the trees smelled and, and camping out and how you shot bow and arrows. And so, so we're trying to create this very luxurious, uh, retreat for couples to come through that when they uh, when they leave they will not leave the same they will have a bond that they've created through through the marriage retreat that is unbreakable awesome awesome wow just exciting things ahead for you guys this is so cool and for all of those that are getting involved you guys you're, you're going to up level your life and your business in ways that you can't even imagine from um, this work. So thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of this. Yes. Thank you for having us. It's been a true honor. Yeah. Thank you, Stacey. You're welcome. You're welcome. So listeners hook up with chrisandtara.com. And if it's next week, the marriagerevolution.com and get involved in their work in the world. And if you are ready to uplevel your business, you can come to me. Um, or if you've got other things in life that are holding you back, you can reach out to Stacy S T A C E Y at stacyc.com. And I've got coaching pro- programs that are launching right now as well. And um, all kinds of cool stuff going on. And if you're an author and you're ready to collaborate and get your first work published we are putting together the change book number 17 so that's very exciting and chris and tara you guys might be interested in that as well um great stuff coming up so anyway stay tuned and thank you again for listening in and thanks chris and tara and until next time don't forget to be the change and the magic you're hoping to see in the world peace out you guys